Hey friend, welcome back to the Strong Her Way to Eat, Move, and Live. Here we talk all things food freedom, fitness, and life transformation, helping you heal your relationship to food, exercise, your body, and yourself. I cannot believe it, but Thanksgiving Day is upon us. It is here tomorrow if you are listening in the States and you are listening in real time. So this week, I am going to be pulling our episode from last Thanksgiving for you. So we'll have that for you this week. But before I shared that, I wanted to share with you some new thoughts or some new strategies that you can take with you into not only Thanksgiving, but this holiday season in general, and really just apply it kind of every day, all day long in your life around food. So the first thing I wanted to share with you is to really think about only eating the foods that you actually really do enjoy and like. And a lot of times we will kind of mindlessly be eating something. And then if we slow down long enough, we realize I don't actually like this as much as I thought that I did. The second thing that you can do is to put some of your favorite foods in a to-go box or a Tupperware for later. So this can really just kind of help you avoid FOMO. I think a lot of times what happens, especially around the holidays, if your mom or your grandma or somebody like that makes a recipe that you really like, it's almost this idea that we have to hurry up and eat it all because we don't know when we're going to get it again. Ironically, this is what I see a lot in kind of the diet mentality around food, right? It's like if you know that you're going to start a program or a diet or something like that on Monday, typically what happens is you overindulge or you overeat it, you know, Friday, Saturday, every day sort of leading up to the diet because you're no longer going to be able to have it. So in order to kind of avoid some of that same kind of FOMO stuff around this food, just go ahead and box some of your favorite stuff up so that you have it and you can take it home. Now remember, as you're eating and you're kind of checking in with your body, if you notice that you're starting to feel satisfied or even kind of starting to feel a little bit full, but you notice that you want to keep eating, ask yourself why. So really explore that, right? It's like if you feel satisfied, you're no longer hungry, and you still kind of have that urge to eat, chances are there's something else happening. It could be that you're either trying to avoid certain negative emotions, or maybe you're wanting to increase all of the positive emotions that you're feeling. And once you kind of check in with yourself and you sort of explore what that is, you can really make an intentional and a mindful decision to either eat more now or to save it for later, rather than just kind of being on that automated behavior of just having the urge to eat more and then eating more. Remember, it is okay for you to leave some food on your plate. Now, a lot of us, and I've done a couple different episodes about this kind of idea, but a lot of us sort of grew up around that mentality or the idea that we needed to clear our plate or clean our plate if we wanted to get dessert or to avoid food waste. Now, of course, 100% let's not waste food, right? So it's like, be mindful about the amount that you're making in the first place, but also don't waste food on yourself, eating it when your body doesn't need it, when you're already feeling full. Keeping in mind that you can absolutely have dessert, even if you don't eat all of your dinner. Last, but definitely not least, think about ways that you can enhance the enjoyment of the experience without necessarily adding more food or alcohol. So again, a lot of times it's like if we're having a great time, we think that that good time or those positive emotions will be magnified or heightened if we eat more or drink more. 
but I want to explain. I want you to kind of challenge yourself and just explore how you can possibly enjoy the experience of being with your family, with your friends, without having to add food or drink on top of that. And conversely, if it's on the other end and you notice that you're eating and drinking to try to avoid negative emotions, really explore what that is for you. So those were just a few thoughts or tips that I had. I'm going to go ahead and add last year's Thanksgiving podcast onto this as well. I hope that you have a great holiday, an amazing time with family and friends, that you get some rest, that you listen to this, slow down, and really take some of this to heart. And if you are liking what you're hearing on the podcast, maybe you're following along on social media and you're starting to use some of this for yourself, but you know that you would really benefit from working with me one-to-one, then I want to invite you to shoot me an email or shoot me a message either over on Instagram or Facebook, just letting me know that you want some more information on my non-diet approach to see if it's right for you. And we will make sure that you get all the information that you need. Again, have a fantastic week. Thank you for spending your time with me and we'll be back here with you again next week. So without further ado, here is the replay from last year's Thanksgiving episode. Um, But this week really does kind of kick off the holiday season here in the States, which usually means more eating, more shopping, and more drinking for most of us. Um, Sometimes often way more than we had originally planned for. So I wanted to talk about some of the reasons that we overeat, overdrink, and overspend this time of year, and some practical things that you can do to kind of keep it in check for yourself. And really, it's about helping you feel maybe more connected and present this holiday season, all while staying true to your goals and all the things that you ultimately want to create in your life and the women that you want to be in your life as well. Okay, so let's first talk about some reasons why we tend to overeat, drink, or spend. Now this applies, I think, all year long as well, but we're really gonna kinda hone in and focus in on the holidays a little bit more too, as this time of year can definitely bring up so many mixed feelings and situations that you might find yourself in. And oftentimes it's that overconsumption, whether it's food or drinking or TV or alcohol, um, whatever that is, oftentimes it's just more magnified this time of year um, as maybe some of those emotions like the stress or the overwhelm or just not wanting to deal with certain situations or people tend to kind of really um, highlight some of those emotional things for us. So number one, kind of leading right into that is we oftentimes overeat, drink, or spend when we are wanting to avoid any sort of negative emotion, whether that's feeling lonely or loneliness, anxious, anxiety, um, stress, overwhelm, chaos, maybe just things in your life feeling really out of your control. Food, alcohol, and spending money provides kind of this temporary buffer zone between you and whatever emotion you're trying to avoid feeling. And since this time of year, things seem to be so much more magnified like we just talked about, so is the coping that we often use, right? So it's like if you maybe feel a little bit stressed every other day of the year, but then come the holidays, you start to feel way more stressed than the way that you're going to cope is going to kind of increase to match the intensity of that emotion that you're experiencing, right? So if your stress level is higher, you're going to need more stuff, more food or alcohol to match the intensity of that feeling. But this can also hold hold true for positive emotions, right? It's like we get swept up with all the yummy food, drinks, 
and um, buying things for ourselves and others, right? So maybe that's that feeling of generosity or joy or excitement. And it makes us feel even better, right? So we keep chasing that high, so to speak, right? So it's like that you could be doing these things, you could be overeating, spending or drinking to avoid feeling a negative feeling, or we overeat, drink and spend to kind of heighten and again, magnify maybe those positive emotions that we get from just a little bit of food or one glass of wine with some friends or family or buying, you know, a gift for somebody else or a gift for ourselves. So just kind of be aware of your tendencies. Are you tending to kind of turn to these things to avoid feeling certain emotions or are you turning to them to kind of keep feeling some of those positive emotions that they bring out in you? Number two, FOMO. So this I see especially in kind of restricted eaters, maybe meaning that you only allow yourself to eat certain foods at certain times of the year or the week. And this can really create kind of the sense of fear of missing out. It's kind of like you have to get it all in while you still can. And this is really prevalent sort of in that diet mentality when you think about, you know, this concept of starting a new diet or a new workout program in January or starting over on Monday. Oftentimes what we end up doing and almost subconsciously is we sort of get it all in before we start the diet or before we start that next workout program because we anticipate not being able to have that stuff again. And this very thing actually kind of happened to me last night um, with pizza. So I had ordered half of one of the pizzas that we got with some toppings specifically that I had wanted. And I took two pieces because I was afraid that there wouldn't be any more the next day or if I wanted some more later that it wouldn't be there. And so I kind of realized what my brain was doing in the moment. And it was almost laughable because really who cares if, the pizza would have been gone, right? It's like I could have either had another slice of another piece of pizza or another kind of pizza, or honestly, like I probably would have been fine if the entire pizza had gotten eaten. So it's like, just be aware of if you're kind of eating, drinking, or spending because you're afraid of missing out. And then really explore that. Like what actually are you afraid of and missing out? And do you need the alcohol? Do you need the food? Do you need to buy the things to still feel like you're present and you're there and you're, you know, you're not missing out at all, right? It's like you're, you're right there in all the action, enjoying all of that, right? And maybe you just don't want to seem like the uptight one, right? It, it might look like everybody else is having a good time eating and drinking and spending. And so sometimes we just think, okay, like I might as well just jump in on it too, even if we don't really want to, right? So it's just like maybe even the fear of missing out on whatever emotion, whatever feeling you're imagining other people experiencing when they're drinking, eating, or spending. Now, this time of year, people also seem to be a little bit or perhaps a lot more lackadaisical about money, food, and drink, right? It's almost like an accepted and almost even expected mindset that, of course, this time of year, you would eat, drink, or spend more than usual. But it doesn't really have to be like that. And when we slow down to kind of explore that, it doesn't even really make a whole lot of sense, right? Especially if you find yourself sort of starting the new year in more debt, um, maybe further from your health or your fitness goals or whatever goals you had for yourself because of all of the decisions that you made back in November, December, and maybe even part of January. 
So to just really kind of explore, like, do you find yourself like, is that kind of your mindset of like, well, yeah, it's the holiday season, of course, you know, um, I'm going to relax a little bit more, I'm going to drink a little bit more, eat a little bit more, spend a little bit more. And just notice that just notice your attitude about this time of year and really stop and see like, is that attitude or is that way of approaching this time of year serving you or kind of hindering you? Is it helping you ultimately draw closer to those goals or those dreams or that vision that you have for yourself? Or is it kind of creating um, a little bit of self-sabotage or obstacles there and, and kind of stalling your progress or at the very least hindering you and kind of slowing you down? Last but not least is either the lack of boundaries or not having any boundaries at all, whether with yourself or others. So perhaps if you don't have a planned budget, and I'm kind of using that word in air quotes, um, with either food, drink, or money, you just kind of keep spending and consuming without giving it much thought, right? Which is very different than if you have a plan going into the holiday season and you stick with it, you focus on it. I know for my husband and I, before we really started budgeting with our money, we were always living paycheck to paycheck. We spent our money a lot more freely, like when we were just swiping the debit card without really thinking about how much we still had in the bank or kind of where our finances were. And it almost never failed that we would get to the end of the month and have overspent or we found ourselves really tight with money. The same thing though can happen with drinking and food as well. And it's not necessarily about feeling restricted. Like I think if we're experiencing that emotion or we're feeling restricted, we're feeling deprived, that almost kind of triggers sort of that rebellious streak in us. But it's really more about deciding ahead of time what you want to spend your money on and how much, right? Or what you want to eat and drink and how much and then sticking with it. I know that maybe that last little bit about deciding ahead of time about the food or the drink could sound a little bit diety, right? Or like a diet strategy or tactic. And when we first started budgeting, it truly did feel like I was on a little bit of a money diet. But that really had way more to do with how I was thinking about the budget than the budget itself, if that makes sense, right? It was like I had these thoughts that you know, we couldn't spend this money or we didn't have this money or whatever. And that was triggering those feelings of being deprived or restricted rather than seeing it as this active choice that we were making for us and not really against us or like it wasn't something that we were doing to ourselves, right? Like in the grand scheme of things, it really was for us in the long term, right? Of, of doing something kind of for our better, right? For our higher good, if you will. If you think about it, it's kind of like the toddler who wants that big bowl of candy before bed. They can only see what looks good or what sounds good in the moment. And it's your job as the loving parent to look out for their best interest in sort of the long run, right? It's like until they're kind of capable of doing it for themselves, we teach them as they go. Just like you're going to kind of have to teach yourself as you go too, depending on your current habits around drinks, um, money, and food, especially in this holiday season. So now that we've talked about kind of the, the top four reasons of overeating, drinking, and spending around the holidays, here are some practical things that you can do about that, right? So number one, find your emotional triggers. Um, maybe in some instances you could avoid them altogether, but maybe not, right? Like if it's a person that you kind of have to do um, 
the holidays with, then maybe you can't really avoid that, but how can you manage it, right? It's like we want to at least be aware of what all of those triggers are for us, those situations or those circumstances that kind of trigger those emotional responses. And then we want to plan for them ahead of time, right? So it's like, how how do you want to cope with that person or in that situation or when the feelings of stress and overwhelm and chaos and all of those things start to arise? you want to plan ahead of time, right? So it's like, cope. what's the coping strategy that you want to use to help you navigate it without feeling like you have to turn to, to spending money, to overeating or over drinking to solve that emotional problem? Two, you're going to want to manage your mind around those triggers. So your emotions are created by your thoughts. If you're feeling stressed or exhausted and you kind of find yourself roaming to the kitchen or to the mall to solve that, what are you currently thinking about those different circumstances in your life, right? So again, it's like coming alongside yourself like a loving parent, it's your job to redirect your mind, right? So it's like, um, if you find yourself really feeling stressed out about having to spend time with a certain person, that, that feeling of stress is just a good indicator for you to kind of pause and check in. And it's like, okay, what am I thinking about having to spend time with this person that is creating this feeling of stress? Right. And then you get to decide, I mean, do you even want to spend time with that person? Why are you putting yourself in that situation or how do you want to handle it? Right. Like maybe you want to get to the place where you can spend time with that person without feeling stressed. But we don't ever know that unless we kind of take that pause, you know, experience the emotion and then kind of trace that back up to the thought that is creating that for us. Three you're going to want to process your emotions. So essentially that first step is kind of the awareness, like what's the emotion, what am I feeling? What are the thoughts that are creating that emotion for me? And then we wanna to work to process the emotions, which basically means to just kind of feel them. Yes, even those feelings that are not super comfortable, right? Those can also be positive emotions for us as well, right? Which is why we end up kind of doing that self-sabotaging. We're not used to feeling good. And so we do things to kind of keep us in this place of feeling bad, feeling stressed, feeling anxious. And so we just want to start by feeling the feeling in your body. What does it feel like? What are the sensations? Where do you feel it at specifically in your body? And then shift the focus to the environment, right? Or the conversation, the experience of being wherever you are. So this is especially handy if you find yourself wanting to keep eating, either just because the food is there or the wine is there and it tastes so good. We want to kind of slow down, sort of check in with ourselves, check in with, you know, like where we're at, the environment, and then really decide on purpose if we wanna keep eating or drinking or spending. And if we don't, because it doesn't ultimately align with a different goal or intention that we have for ourselves, how can we start to drop into the conversations around us, right? And really experiencing the people that we're with and um, just, the, just that whole environment, that whole experience of being with people. I think so often we kind of make food the highlight or we make the drinks the highlight or the stuff the highlight, especially this time of year. So how can we kind of step back from that and slow down and really just drop in and be more present with wherever we're at? And then realize you're not missing out on anything. So this goes with kind of that FOMO, right? It's like you can have all of these foods whenever you want to. So again, just checking in with what you're making the food, the wine, or the stuff that you're buying responsible for, especially in terms of like, 
are you putting the food or the drinks or the stuff that you're buying in charge of how you feel about yourself in your life in those different life experiences so this is a great time to really just slow down and be present right it's like eat or drink one bite or sip at a time right it's like really focus on you know spending every single dollar deliberately and intentionally and this practice enveloping yourself in the conversations around you last but definitely not least you want to set boundaries ahead of time right so it's like just like when you're setting a budget and you do that kind of at the beginning of the month you know how much money you have you're you're telling each dollar where to go we want to do that with holiday spending as well right so it's like how much do you want to eat drink and spend and really decide that ahead of time and and be as specific as you can right so it's like maybe what's the dollar amount like how many cookies do you want to have what specifically do you want to eat or drink or buy and really just be super specific in picking that stuff ahead of time and then sticking with that right so it's like sticking with the budget sticking with the food plan stick, sticking with the drink plan ahead of time knowing that whatever you decided is what you wanted to spend or it is what you wanted to eat or drink and you don't have the emotions involved in it right because it's like oftentimes when we end up eating or drinking or spending money that we didn't plan on it's because we kind of get swept up in the emotions of the situation or the circumstance or whatever and when you're planning ahead of time you really are using kind of that highest level of planning and i think it's called executive functioning that you have access to so then in the moment when you feel tempted to eat or drink or spend more that really is just kind of some mind drama or some emotional drama that's sort of coming up for you. So just remind yourself why you made the plan that you did, why it's important for you to kind of stick with that, right? And and you might even, like if you get to a party and you don't know what's gonna be there ahead of time, you might just scan the table of treats or drinks and decide what you want to enjoy, right? Or maybe explore the whole store before making your purchase. Right. And it's like if we're not careful, this can start to feel depriving or restricting. But this is, again, just an indicator. It's time to kind of check in with what you're thinking about it. Right. Like, are you thinking that this is something you can't have or you can't do or this is something that's being done to you? And to just remind yourself that you decided this ahead of time and you chose this on purpose for your best interests at heart. Right. And I want to offer that maybe it's even OK to feel deprived or restricted at times. Right. Like you ultimately can handle any and every emotion that your mind creates. And the more that we get used to kind of processing those intense negative emotions, the more emotionally resilient and strong we get. It's kind of like in the gym, the heavier the weight is, the stronger the body gets. Right. So it's like the more intense of an emotion we can practice handling and managing without reacting to the more emotionally strong we're going to be, right? So that is what I have for you this week. Those are the top reasons that we tend to overdrink, overeat, overspend. And then I give you some applicable strategies that you can utilize not only this time of year with the holidays approaching, but also really and truly any time of the year. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and spending time with me today. I hope that you have a great Thanksgiving if you're listening to this in real time. And if you want to learn more about working with me or if you want to take the stuff that you're learning here on the podcast, deeper and really apply it to yourself 
in a way that creates true lasting change, then I want to invite you to hop on a consult call with me. You can book by emailing alicia at aliciacarlson.com or you can shoot me a message either on Instagram or Facebook. I'll be sure to have all those links in the show notes below. I hope that you have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for hanging out. Bye.